Yes, yes, y'all. You know what it is. It's those fur kids and wives and 925. Yes. But we are married to the games. Uh, and you may have noticed that this intro is a little bit different. Number one, the person mm -hmm. saying it is skinnier, pastier, and not as attractive. And I also switched up the lyrics. And the reason for that is because there ain't no parents on the show tonight. Chris. Yes, this is an, an Eduardo and a Chris affair tonight. Chris, for years since we joined the show, we have joked about, you know mm -hmm. what? One of these days, we're going to push those two out and it's going to be us. Yes. And tonight it is. And I kind of don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, I, in all transparency, no idea how this is going to go. Mm -hmm. uh, so we just I, found out. Yeah, we, we found out. A little, we, this week has been insane. Everybody's mm -hmm. in, well, actually, other than Ed, everybody's mm -hmm. in weird places in the world yep. and schedules have been nuts. And this is, we're like just last seconding this as much as possible. We went into it today thinking, oh, Router's out because he's in Florida. Yes. And then we just found out this evening, Gabe's schedule got jacked. Um, it's me and Chris tonight. Yes. <laughs> Gabe is somewhere on a bus. Somewhere out in the middle of America. Don't even know if he has internet and will ever e even see the light of day again. Who knows what's going to happen? He's just going to end up on the moon or something. Who knows? Yeah. So if you're here because you heard Gabe on Kind of Funny and thought, yes. I love him. I want to check out his podcast. This yep. is what we call a bait and switch. Yes. And uh, <laughs> welcome to the party. Yes. This is, this is not normally representative of what we, we our product that we produce. But you know what? No. We're going to do the absolute best that we can and have some fun with this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I guess I'm just not totally used to this. So I'm going to say, Ed, tell me about your week. Well, Chris, it's been, uh, uh, until tonight, it's been pretty uh, pretty chill and pretty low key. Um, <laughs> it's just, uh, Sarah's out of town just real quick. She mm. left yesterday. She'll be, or she left today. She'll be back tomorrow. Okay. Um, so just also uh, a short trip. A very short trip. Yeah. Yeah. She, so she went up to Grand Rapids with her job up there and she'll be back tomorrow. Um, so other than that, it's pretty much just been games for me. The new Far Cry DLC drop dropped yeah. with Joseph Seed. Mm -hmm. And I fired it up and immediately I was like, I don't feel like doing another copy and yeah. paste roguelite with this. I, I want to get the backstory. I want to get the uh, the narrative of it. But at the time, I just didn't feel like playing it. So I, I will get into it, but... You I know, can't. I've seen... I, it's not, I haven't really concern myself so much with like reading reviews of DLC, so to speak. But mm -hmm. as these have come out, I feel like they've been somewhat highly anticipated. And I have kind of read a little bit about people being like, oh, this one launched. Here's kind of like my thoughts or whatever. And yeah. I feel like that's kind of universal across the board. Number one, I feel really? like majority of people just don't feel like Joseph Seed was that great of a villain in general. Hmm. I actually kind of dug five and then how they handle yeah. all that. But I feel like the majority of people are kind of think it's a little lackluster in that department. Hmm. Um, but I think uh, even bigger than that, I've read a lot of the people saying like, you know, yeah, it's more backstory and that, that can be cool and everything, but I just don't want to do another round of the roguelite thing. It's just, it's kind of wearing a little yeah. bit thin, thin on me. And, and I, I kind of was the same way. I'm not a huge person uh, in, that's into roguelites. In fact, most of the time it's kind of a turnoff for me, which mm -hmm. is odd because I definitely wanted to play and I, and I did give Returnal a try. Yeah. And then something else I'm going to talk about here in a, a couple of minutes, I gave a try. And then mm -hmm. these, 
I've jumped into each of them, but the Joseph Seed one was the one I was looking the most forward to because, again, I, I kind of dug how Far Cry yeah. 5 played out. And But I'm the same way. I had that in the back of my head, too. I'm just like, but am I really going to just like jump in for like five minutes just to experience and be done? I, I don't yeah. know if I'm too excited about it either. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer because I would like yeah. to get – I'll probably just watch someone play it online just to get the story of it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's a little bit of a letdown. I was so looking forward to these DLCs, hoping each one would be different see mm-hmm. what they did with each person. And like you said, I just, the, besides the, the story, the rogue is pretty much cut and paste. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been there, done that for me at least. So yeah. I, I, I'll probably try it, but I just didn't feel up to it this week. Um, but speaking of rogue lights, I did jump into Sifu and there you go. I'm really enjoying it. I'm really yeah. having a good time with that. I really like the way it works. I understood a little bit of how it was going to work just from what we saw. And as I do, I go media blackout. So more of how it worked was a genuine surprise to me. And I kind of enjoyed that surprise, kind of discovering yeah. that. And um, I'm really having a good time. I'm sticking with it much longer than I thought I would. Um, I find myself in the mornings before I work out. That's my Sifu time. I get about an hour while I'll just kind of grind the first level to try to get my numbers as low as I can get them as I go in. And um I'm really having fun with this game. I'm really liking it. Nice. I don't, I think it's going to be like Returnal. I don't think I'll yeah. see the end of it. I don't think I have the skills to see the end of it, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I, I was thinking about it today and I kind of liken it to water skiing where I have tried to water ski countless mm. times and I've never been able to stand up, but I still want to try it and I still want to give yeah. it a shot again. And it's kind of the same thing where I don't feel like I'm getting a butt kicking. I mean, I am, but it doesn't feel like a beatdown. Um, I feel like the game is pretty generous with the checkpoints, pretty generous with letting you make yourself be better at those checkpoints. So I don't feel like I'm uh, starting from the very beginning again. Yeah. Um, and and so uh, it kind of makes it fun to get back up on the skis. And I know that you played a little bit of it uh, as well this week. Yeah, so it was so weird. I I, um, I typically, I sometimes I'll pre-order games. I feel like most of the time I do. But I'm mm-hmm. one of those guys, I'm not super concerned about doing it. So I'll go in and pre-order a game like a day or two before it comes out, just yeah. so that it will preload. Because I, right. I tend to buy my games digitally. And I did the same thing with Sifu. I was like, okay, I, I, I left... Uh, when I get, I'm, I'm I'm out of town right now. I'm actually in Nashville, Tennessee, oddly enough, where the, the two parts of our team usually are, and they're not here. <laughs> right. Um, so, but before I flew out on Monday, I, it, I think it was Saturday or Sunday, and one of those days, and I was like, oh, you know what? I better go get that real quick and pre uh, uh, pre-order it so that it'll it'll download while I'm gone, and then when I get back, I'll give it a go. Yeah. And then um, there was all this kind of murmurings and stuff online because. When I had looked into it, the digital deluxe edition of the game offered this cool kind of little benefit that I haven't seen a bunch. It's like, oh, if you buy this, for one, it was on sale. It was like 10% off if you have PS Plus. And then it said, if you buy the digital deluxe, you get like 48 hour early access. Yeah. And um, for me, I wasn't necessarily concerned about that because even though I've been interested in Sifu, I haven't been like on Gabe's level of interest. I was like, you know, I don't mind waiting. Plus, then when my trip got put to this week, I was like, I'm definitely not interested because, you know, I'll just play when I get back. No big deal. Yeah. Um, 
But I, I pre-ordered it and then, you know, did a couple of things. And then the next day, because I think I pre-ordered it Saturday. And then on Sunday, I, I was just happened to fire up my PS5 to check something out. And Sifu was there. I was like, oh my gosh, it preloaded. That's so awesome. It let me click on it and it let me start the game. I just Look bought the that. regular edition. So I right. don't know if something screwed up and I just got weird. Because I know they had been having some issues with the people that were supposed to get pre-access not getting it, or there was some error. Yes, yeah. So I don't know if they just pushed a button and it just unlocked it for everybody that had it, or if, <laughs> right. if that uh, indeed, or somewhere along the way, that change in the re- that same stipulation applied to the regular pre-order. So I was yeah. like, I don't know, but I was like, this has got to be an error. And sure enough, the game starts up. So I was like, oh my gosh. So I jumped in and, and I'm kind of with you. I pretty much have like the exact same thoughts as you. I didn't play very mm. much of it. I didn't even start a new round. I just did through the the one round that I had. Um, yeah. And I don't feel like this is a game I'm going to see the end of. I didn't see the end of Returnal. I'm, okay. I don't, I didn't even make it to the second biome. I kind of bounced way early on, on Returnal. I oh, just, wow. Okay. I, I was, I, other things, mostly because other things were coming out around then. Um, and right. I had borrowed the game from Gabe. But oh, on this right. one, I just, I don't feel like I'm going to reach the end either. And mainly because... I think if I stick with it and keep, I, I'm going to get better and I'm going to learn how to block better and all these things, I do think all that stuff's going to come. But there's several of the moves where, unless I was just reading it wrong, where it's like, oh, push left on the stick and then up and a button. Like yeah. the weird combinations that when it, when the combinations deal with like a like stick movement, yep. that always throws me for a loop because I feel like I'm not accurate enough to hit those. It's like, it's different to hitting a button. But mm-hmm. if I've got to like, sweep right left and then counterclockwise to the you know other way it's like i feel like i'm always going to miss that that move yeah so if those moves end up becoming really valuable to make sure that you can live as long as you can i just don't see myself getting good enough to to be able to maintain all those moves right but i i haven't played it enough to really learn and and i had a lot of fun with what i was playing when i was in there so i feel like it's going to be a similar situation to you i i really if i were a betting man I'd say I'm probably never going to see the end of this game, but mm-hmm. I'm going to get in there and mess around and I'm going to have some fun. And I, I do think that I'll enjoy my time in there. I do think that it's a, it's a pretty game. It does. I will agree with everybody. I'm sure you will as well. It feels good when you land yes. a hit and you do make a block. And, and I haven't even done the real cool, like mega blocks where right. the guys like bounce backwards. I'm just in the early <laughs> stages where I can just kind of yeah. move their hand a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think it seems like it's a lot of fun to play. I, I don't think I'm going to end up finishing it. And you know, this is one of those ones where nor- normally I may be a little bummed out by that. But I'm, I think I'm going to get to that point where too, I'm going to be like, hey, but I got my money's worth, you know, because yep. it was a little bit cheaper of a game, especially because I bought the standard edition. Yep. And, you know, I, I think I'm going to end up just being really happy with the time that I get to spend with it, whether regardless of whether I roll credits on it or not. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So it, another thing that that messed me up is the the parries took me a long time to get down and yeah a lot of that had to do with the fact of the other are they game timing based or are they is it button based or maybe a combination it's a combination of both it's okay. l you tap l1 to parry but the other game i've been playing this week dying light 2 mm-hmm. i've been playing the mess out of and that is that parry is you hold l1 uh and so that's that was throwing me off a lot. Oh yeah. Um, but dying light two has taken up all of my gaming time. I really was hoping I would like it. I thought I would like it and it's got its hooks in me big time. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I, I played maybe an hour of the first one. So I don't feel, I feel like 
I'm sure there are throwbacks and stuff that I'm missing, but I don't feel lost. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm loving the game. I love how it feels. The parkour as you unlock more skills feels amazing. Um, unlike router last week who has seemingly turned on Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those games that there's a ton to do and I love it. Um, I will never complain about, uh, having more to do in a game that I'm loving. So it's, yeah. it's been so much fun. I've just scraped the surface of things there are to do. And I, I couldn't be happier about it. I'm having a blast at this game. It's been a lot of fun. Do you, so I know that as you, and as you mentioned a minute ago, you kind of tend to go media blackout. Do you even have an inkling of how, if how long this game should take, if you're just doing main story stuff, do you even have any clue? I, Cause I, I have think- no idea. I think I heard, because when they originally said, if you do everything, it's 500 hours, then people lost their minds. Okay. And then they said, well, to, if you just do the main story, it's like, I think they said 20 hours mm. um, and, and I, or somewhere around there. I, I'm, I, I'm sure I'm wrong, but it's definitely not the 500 that, that everybody freaked out yeah. about. And I don't think anybody actually thought it was going to be 500 to finish the game or, or the storyline. Um, so I think it's maybe around 20 hours or so. I've just been so easily distracted it's definitely going to take me more because i am not only playing story missions i'm i'm doing everything and it's it's a blast nice man yeah i i it dying light is one of those things i didn't play the first one Mm -hmm. and i i feel like one of the main reasons i didn't do it outside of just never being when it comes to gaming i've never been super into the zombie genre yes um yep but Dying Light was a bit different because, you know, it had the 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 parkour and the movement and being that it was mm-hmm. first person and all that kind of stuff. I feel like it was interesting. But just at the time it came out, I was definitely I think I was playing a lot of Destiny and a lot of other things. And yeah. I just never really kind of gave it the time. And then this one, I remember when it first started getting advertised, like and whatever, whichever E3 it was where you first kind of saw the first trailer for it. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, oh, I might be a little bit more interested. And as stuff has come out and it, it's released this week, I'm still kind of in the same boat. I feel like. I feel like this is a game that somewhere down the road when it's on sale or discounted, I'll probably grab it when we're in more of a lull kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't see myself getting it right now. Cause really my mind has gone to nothing, but, but well, it was partially on Sifu, but mainly I'm like, I am just completely side-eyeing and looking over there waiting on horizon. And I just know oh, that's going to take yeah. all my time. And yeah. I don't kind of like you, I, I'm in the same boat because I know both of us have said this before. I got to keep, with my controls and I can't deviate from my controls too much or yep. I start losing them or I can't like not play a game for a while. It has like all kinds of button combinations because if I do, I'm just going to yep. lose it. It's just it like, I, I absolutely like a, if I stop using that skill, that skill leaves Chris. It does not stay. Right. So yep. I, I got him. So I, I'm like, well, you know what? Let's just wait it out. Let's get this horizon. Let's get that thing done. When we've yeah. got all the combinations in our head of how the buttons go. And then yep. we'll move on to whatever. So I, I feel like Dying Light is something down the way. I'll, I'll probably end up giving a go, but yeah. I'm excited to hear more as, as you continue on with it. And then I feel like everybody else that I've that I followed that's into this game right now is kind of of the same opinion, just having a great, great time with it. I do think I've heard a little bit more than I, I remember from the last one of people complaining about like, well, the story is really nothing, but look what I can do kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. if you go in with those kinds of expectations, I feel like you're, you, you're fine. And the fact that there is so much content I think still justifies probably its price tag, even though I am talking about possibly getting it down the road. When it's cheaper. Right. <laughs> Very much so. I mean, it, it, 
the story is what it is. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's more about the gameplay and the fighting. I went in thinking it was going to be much more of a horror zombie type thing. And yeah. it's definitely not. Um, a lot of it reminds me of old school Far Cry um, in, oh, a, really? in, a, in a good way with as far as outposts, climbing radio towers, if you want to, or towers and trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to scale them and stuff. It's it's um, it's um It's been a real pleasant surprise. I didn't expect it to be to be what it is. And it's, it's been really nice. Did you say that you played the first one or did you not? I played maybe an hour of it. Um, I, I didn't get into it hardly at all. And, and, and this is a game that far cry three had a moment that, and death loop, they each had moments where, Oh, I didn't realize this was going to happen. It was kind of like it opened up more. It was a game changer. This is how it plays. This had a moment like that as well, that I didn't Mm. know was going to come. And it was, it, it really, really kind of blew me away in a, in a, in a nice, uh, a very unexpectedly unexpected, pleasant way. It was really, really nice to, to, to find out. But nice. What about you, man? What have you been up to this week? Oh, well, Besides, like I said, been yeah, crazy busy over there. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, so I'm out here in Nashville. Um, it's a work trip. Um, so my, myself and my, my boss, my direct report or who I directly report to, um, mm-hmm. we came out here and we've been doing, um, We've been doing artist interviews and some artist performance capture kind of things. Yeah. Um, several. So we got here, we flew out here Monday and we've been from about 9 a.m. till about 6 p.m. Tuesday, Wednesday, and then tonight, Thursday, as we record, mm-hmm. just been kind of nonstop. You have a lunch break in there, but outside of that, it's, it's, it's just been kind of nonstop of, of people cycling in, which has been great. I mean, we've gotten a lot of really good content and, and it's going to help, it's going to help, um, keep us in a position where we can continue to put things out over the next like three to four months. Um, which I came for any of those who listen to the show, you may remember I actually was out here last June doing the same thing. And the plan was originally to get back out here sooner than all, how long it's taken us to come back out here this time, but just through schedules and things, it, it just didn't end up working out, but we still have some of our content even from back in June. So if that's oh, any wow. indication, this content should last us a pretty good while as well. Right. Um, so yeah, but it's still, it's one of those things as well. Like as you're shooting, you're just like, ah, oh, man, I was like, I, I want to put all this content out super fast because it's all a bunch of really good or most of it's really good stuff. You know, you get a couple of things where you might have some technical hiccups here and there, but for the most part, it's like, Oh, it's really been going very well. And we actually, we came out here. Um, yeah. So the person uh, that was going to come out here to actually handle the interviewing, cause it's usually us running audio and sound and then we'll have a person there also doing doing uh, the interview aspect so that the, the talent can talk to an actual person. Mm-hmm. Well, the person that's doing the interview this time wasn't actually able to make the trip. So we've been doing it all through um, like uh, kind of like Zoom in a way where oh, they're really? on the computer and they're interviewing the, the talent. And I when I heard that that's the way we're going to have to do it. I was kind of Debbie Downer. I was like, this this is going to really? be a hot mess. This is not going to work well. There's probably going to be technical glitches just from or latency problems. I mean, what if the latency is like three seconds and they ask a question and the people are done answering and they're just waiting for them to catch up. And, and then it's right. like on top of that, like the audio is going to bleed through the computer audio is going to bleed through. And I'm like, I was just, I mean, I, I didn't like, this was all just internally in my head. I'm going through all the, the ways that this could uh, potentially be a horrible thing. Right. So just in my head, I'm like, oh, this is going to be so bad. But as luck would have it, it actually went really well the entire time. 
Good. And it right. wasn't until the very last interview we were doing at the end of the day that the that the video call kind of crapped out. And so what we did, we just called her and she did the rest of the interview through speakerphone, which, you know, is not the most ideal, but, you know, was what yeah. it was. And I, and I was actually really surprised that it, we had such good luck throughout the entire time. So yeah. for the most part, it, it's been just a really great experience, um, but it's been a lot of work. So clearly I've not played any games. I only got to play that little bit of Sifu right before okay. I left. And uh, out here, I, I did bring my Switch, but I haven't even fired it up once. When we get home or when yeah. we get back to the hotel uh, after a video, after shooting video all day, I just crash. And that's all that I do. And then wow. I, I wake up whenever yeah. we had to have to get up um, and then he headed here. So we fly out tomorrow um, kind of early. It's actually, I'm going to have a layover. I actually fly in, I'm flying into Dallas and then have to go from Dallas down, back down to Houston. For some oh, reason, they, we just couldn't. Even though I had a direct flight out here, for some reason, it, it, there just wasn't one available, I guess, on Friday or whatever the deal is. So yeah, going to have to make that layover and then get back. And then hopefully nothing gets delayed because Stacy and I already had plans to go up back up to Dallas this coming weekend because um, a good buddy of ours hosts a Super Bowl party every year. And so we were oh, going to go over to his nice. house on Sunday to watch the Super Bowl. And then I had taken off on Monday as well so we could have just one day of kind of, uh, I mean... I don't know what kind of shape I'm going to be in after the Super Bowl, so I want to make sure I have a little bit of day to kind of recover and everything and, and you know, get some sleep in and everything like that and then uh, drive back home uh, Monday night. So, And I, I really nice. would like to still drive up there Friday evening and not have to delay it and wake up early Saturday and drive down Saturday because uh, yeah. I do have – I already had some pre-existing plans for Saturdays, trying to meet up with a couple of friends for lunch and, and things like that, and I'm, I'm hoping that I don't have to miss those plans because I'm, I'm on, the, on the way driving up there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's, that's going to be my coming weekend. And then that's how crazy my week has been. Uh, and my little T90 bit of seafood gameplay. And that was about it on the, the gaming front. Nice. I like it. So the next thing would be, oh, well, I guess Ed, you got it. I got it. <laughs> then let's do it. This is this is speaking bad. This has been thrown together. Uh, mm -hmm. and this is not router quality uh, this week. So th this is new this week, but it's not necessarily everything that's new this week. This is just what's new this week. Got it. Uh, Ali Ali World on the PS5, PC, PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and Series X. Sifu, as we mentioned, on the PS5, PC, and PS4. Breakout Recharged, PS5, 4, Xbox Series X, and the Xbox One. Edge of Eternity on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, and the One. Uh, they're they're coming out with Rumbleverse on the PS5. Good luck. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, Kung Fu Kickball on the Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and on the Switch. And over on the Switch, they got a lot of Kingdom Hearts coming out this week. Uh, mm. 1.5 and 2.5 Remix Cloud version. The HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue Cloud version and Kingdom Hearts 3 and Remind Cloud version. So the uh, the titles make about as much sense as the games do, I guess. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mr. Eduardo. You are very welcome, Senor Christophe. Uh, what do we do next? Chris, what you got? 
What do I got? Is it news next? Or it's is it news this? next? Yes. Okay. Have you, have you heard the show before? <laughs> I'm just so not used to doing these parts. I'm over here like, wait, is it the questions? I got to get that pulled up. Or the, yeah. the question we asked them, I got to get that pulled up. Okay. So, yes, news. Uh, uh, I got it. I got it. Then let's news it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. So, uh, this story caught my eye, and it's probably going to be uh, so obvious to Ed why. Is the Master but, Chief in it? Or not Master Chief, Snake. No, Snake Snake is not in it. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, Apex, so Respawn oh, kind yeah. of had, they had an interview, and uh, specifically the, um, the game director, and I think his name is Steven, I always want to say Ferrari, but I don't think it's Ferrari is how you say it. It's Ferrer, Fiera? I'm not exactly sure. F-E-R-R-E-I-R-A. However you say that. F-E-E-R-R-E-I-R-A. Fieri. Yeah, I'm going to call him Stephen Ferrari because that okay. sounds cooler to me. I'll tell and you. I'm sure he's been called that by somebody. Yeah. Um, so he, they had a, an interview out there and it said, and I'm just going to kind of go through what his direct quote was. But basically, Respawn kind of said that, hey, we don't really have any plans to make a sequel to Apex, Leg- to Apex Legends. Um, and then so directly the, the, the game director, Stephen Ferrari, went ahead and went on and said, um, we don't think of an end game. That's one of the coolest things about working on Apex is the fact that it's a live service game. And we just don't see any reason to reboot the franchise or to put out a sequel. We want to continue to have Apex Legends grow perpetually. We think that there's a lot of runway in terms of creative space within the universe that we've developed. And that was kind of like music to my ears because... You hate too. I, I do. Like, a, you know, I like a, a good sequel as much as anybody. Uh-huh. But it just seems so ridiculous to me that if your game, the point of your game and the reason that your game exists is to be a live service game, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense to me to if it's to make like a two. Like Destiny, and I kind of understand in the Destiny side, like, all right, they had that deal with Activision at the time and Activision was kind of like the one like publishing the whole thing. And also they had, you know, kind of a, the, the, the small deal in, on with PlayStation where PlayStation would get the content and everything like that. So they kind of had like, okay, we've got these people above us that are kind of bankrolling this. Mm-hmm. They want these things. They want us to do things a certain way. We're going to have to kind of abide by some of these. Obviously we can do it mostly our way because they got to keep the IP. Yeah. And then Activision, Everybody always likes a two, like twos sell well. I get from that aspect. But Destiny was for all intents and purposes an MMO. And to me, it doesn't, it's like, it just should be Destiny. And then if you're going to release expansions, colon whatever the expansion is, because it's like the game is just going to be Destiny. It doesn't make sense to have a two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten to me when it's a persistent, always online kind of game. And then kind of the similar thing, like I've mentioned before, with Overwatch. And I know I I do see Ed's point because he said that like, oh, because they're adding in kind of this more like PVE section to it. This more of a persistent thing, not just like these timed um, events that happen, which is kind of what we have right now. Right. I do. I do agree with you that that's a bigger differentiator than it would be when we went from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2. Would you have been happy or would it would it have been better for you if it was destiny chapter two not unless there was plans to do a chapter three four five and six that's that's my biggest that's my big beef is like unless unless bungie just like mans up and realizes shoot we kind of 
made a mistake by calling it Destiny 2. Like, 10 years from now, if this game's still going, it's going to be called Destiny 2, the blah, blah, blah. That's ridiculous to me. You had yeah. a, a Destiny that lasted essentially two years, then a Destiny 2 that lasts for 10? That just seems so goofy to me. And I feel like Overwatch is going to end up being the same thing. I mean, you've got the Overwatch League, which play is your competitive side, mm -hmm. which I know the game's kind of bread and butter, you could say, is the competitive part. But like, even if they start adding on even more of the PvE stuff uh, outside of Overwatch 2, let's say they have expansions or they add on more con DLC content that you can do st for like story type stuff. I just, I don't foresee them doing an Overwatch 3 and then an Overwatch 4. And so it's like, I don't want it to be Overwatch 2 forever. That just feels so... Yeah. Like stopping in the middle of like, oh man, this chicken leg is great. I know this, you take that first bite, you're like, oh, this is so good. Man, this great turkey leg. And then you just set it down on the plate. There's like this chicken leg with like one big bite and that's it. That's what it feels like to me. It's like, it's not finished. Just continue going or, or never yeah. move past number one. So I, I am super excited to hear them say this. Now, who knows? Respawn may change their mind. You know, people, yeah. they're creatives. They reserve the right to be able to change their mind. I, I understand that. But I just kind of dig the fact that they came out and just said, hey, you know, no, we're just going to be yeah. Apex and continue to add on things and change things and 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 just kind of evolve as we go. And I, I just kind of I, I don't know why it is. I just really, really dig that. It makes me happy yeah. in my in my heart because because Destiny was in the news so much this past week. I forgot to mention that I actually picked it up again last oh, yeah? Friday and man, I had so much fun with that. Really? I really did. It was a lot of fun. I, I still had to have people kind of guide me. I still don't always know what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, and, and and I struggle a little bit of what am I supposed to do? Where, where am I supposed to go? But yeah. once I get there, man, it was that was a fun time, man. I really enjoyed myself. So I, I don't remember if I had said it on the show or if it was like pre or post show um, last week, but I never deleted, I actually still on my, well, it's now it's on my PS5, but it's on my, my external drive because it's a PS4 game. Mm -hmm. I never deleted Destiny 1 off my yeah. hard drive and I never deleted Destiny 2 because even though I got mad at Destiny and I stopped playing the game, I was yeah. like, and not because of the 2 thing, that was just a minor annoyance. There were some mm -hmm. other things that happened that just, they just, oh, it drove me up a wall how they were handling things. So I've, I haven't played the game in literally forever, but I have it there. Um, I know there's been several expansions that have come out since I played, so I don't know even if I fired it up, if I would be, like, would I really be in a bad spot because there's so much I can't do? And then I did watch, um, I watched some video the other day, and it, I almost didn't watch it because when I booted up, it was like 40-minute video. I was like, am I really going to watch this? So it was one of those things where I watched yeah. over, like, some time, like, as I'm doing stuff, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm packing, so I'm going to go ahead and play this video and kind of sure. loosely pay attention to it. Yeah, And it was this guy who has obviously been part of the Destiny community for a while, and he kind of was breaking it down, like, the state the Destiny's in right now and, and where it's about to be. This video happened right before this most current expansion came out, which is the Witch Queen or whatever it's yep. called. Yeah. Um, and he was saying, like, it's he was kind of saying what a bunch of other people had kind of been saying to me on Twitter is, is that Destiny's in probably the best state that it's ever been. Yeah. But even I've with heard. that said it's still like a rough spot for either people to be returning to the game or new per people to be coming in because you don't, there's right. so much stuff that's been pulled from the game and like, like vaulted and, and all mm -hmm. these kinds of things that it's like, if, if you're at all interested in the story, you kind of either need to let that go or you need to go do a lot of video watching to catch yourself up because they're not doing good at that part. So I feel like if I, if I do come around and decide to give destiny another shot, I'm going to go in with the mindset that, 
I don't care about the story. And I know that might sound right. crazy because so many people have said forever, Destiny's got no story, blah, blah, blah. But I was someone who actually really did enjoy the story that was there. And I would follow yeah. as much of it as I could. And I would watch videos to, to like fill in gaps. And I would read the mm-hmm. grimoire card that was in Destiny 1. Like I did all that stuff because I thought it was a really cool place. And that is one thing that I will say um, that with this, with with PlayStation purchasing them, I do think from a lore standpoint, I've always gone to bat for Destiny and say they've got a really deep, really well fleshed out lore. They're just not good at telling it in the game. So if they end up doing like, I don't know, like a, a TV series, kind of like how uh, Paramount Plus is doing with Halo, mm-hmm. or even if it's a movie or whatever, I do think Destiny is going to be may, be a really good an IP yeah. to use for storytelling in like movies and television and things like that. But yeah, it, it's one of those things that I, I, I haven't completely shut the door with the fact that I've still got the games on my hard drive, but I, I just, I haven't, I'm not quite done being irritated just yet. So I, I can't quite get there yet, but my Hunter, my gosh, that was a beautiful yeah. XO. I, I kind of want to see his face again. <laughs> he was so cool. So, and then just like the, the double jump. And then if you had the right exotic boots, a triple jump. Oh, it was mm. so cool. Felt see? so good. Felt so good. But you know, you, you, you peeved me off Bungie. <laughs> and I don't know if you yeah. can, I don't know if I'm ready for you to hear your apology. I still want to be a little mad. We'll see. That's it. Hold on to that anger, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So my next story <laughs> yes. is uh, this one's on the, over on the Xbox side. So Phil Spencer, he had uh, a, an interview with Steven Satillo and, and Steven Satillo started kind of like publishing. And I don't know why he was doing it this way, but he was publishing some of these comments that Phil Spencer had made in a, like a series of tweets. He's like, these are comments that, that I'd gotten from Phil Spencer. And Phil Spencer made the comment that uh, he is aiming to make Starfield the most played game released by Bethesda creative director Todd Howard ever. That is his goal. Wow. So on, on, the, on the surface, you just, let's say you just read that headline. You're like, well, oh, okay. Well, you know, Bethesda's got a lot of fans and they've had a lot of really, really big games that have done really well for them. So yeah, that's not too crazy. But then you start to really think of it like, well, hold on a minute. I mean, more than all of the Elder Scrolls games, mm-hmm. more than all of the Fallout, more. Yeah. And, and I mean, I guess if you're thinking, maybe if we're talking like 10, 20 years down the road, but I mean, Bethesda made Skyrim. Skyrim right. sold like a bazillion, gazillion copies. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how Starfield could even remotely come close to that goal, especially when. If it is indeed for its lifetime, which I, I think that's still kind of to be determined. Yeah. But if it is indeed going to be locked behind the Xbox side, which I know that does include PC. So obviously the, the, there's still a huge swath of gamers there that can do that. And right. there's, you know, tons of Xbox gamers. But like if it's not going to be on, I mean, Skyrim was on like so many different consoles. I mean, it's on Alexa's for crying out loud. Right. I mean, I just don't know how that could be. Uh, I mean, Good on you, Phil Spencer, for having a goal. But I mean, gosh, that is a lofty goal. Do you see that at all as a hint of maybe Game Pass will come to PlayStation and it'll be on there? You know, people have floated that idea and it would not shock me if somewhere down the road in the future, if Game Pass does become ubiquitous enough that they end up just putting it on literally anything that will take them. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I always, in terms of, does Starfield indeed end up like on a PlayStation somewhere down the road? My thought was always, if I remember correctly, and I, I'm, I apologize, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but 
My memory tells me that that quote from from Phil Spencer was that he wants Starfield that it's going to launch exclusively on place on, on excuse me on Xbox. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I always read that as that word "launch" seems key to me. That makes me think maybe it's like going to be there for a year, right. even, maybe even two years before it finally reaches over to PlayStation. That was kind of how I took that. Yeah. But it could be that it doesn't do that, and the way that it ends up on another thing is because. PlayStation and, and Microsoft make some deal to get Game Pass on 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 PS5 and and, and potentially PS4 because I don't I don't know if Starfield I don't remember if it was supposed to be next gen only yeah I don't remember if it could be on the one or the PS4. Um, I mean those guys are really good at wording things and I feel like yeah. that 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 word launch probably isn't a mistake you know yeah and my gosh I again. Just to fend off any oops, I don't have the statement in front of me, so I I really hope the word launch is in there because I feel like I really honed (laughs) in on that word being there. Yeah. Um. And in fact, I may try to look it up here in a minute. But but yeah, if if that's the case, I I think that one way or another, Starfield will end up across the fence at some point. Yeah. Um. But just don't know if and when that's going to be. And and you know, I I just I do think that the idea of Game Pass, especially if it becomes just too big of a behemoth that it can't be stopped, I could see just kind of like, you know, Netflix and everything else. I could mm-hmm. see it ending up on PlayStation, but I just, I feel like that's going to be almost a last resort kind of thing to them. I think that yeah. I'm really thinking they're going to, even though there's no, uh, at least from rumors and stuff that we've been reading, there, it seems like whatever Spartacus is going to end up being, if it is indeed a real thing. Right. There doesn't seem to be any any rumors that have, have kind of led to the, the idea that, PlayStation games are going to be day and date on Spartacus, but it's like, I mean, Spartacus, if that is indeed a real thing, it's going to have to really fail, I think, before PlayStation would even consider the idea of a Game Pass yeah. on their service. But I don't know. I, I mean, I've been wrong about a lot of things, and I'll probably be wrong about a lot of things in the future, so I may be totally off on that. But yeah. I know I feel like it would make a lot of people happy. So one way or the other, we'll we'll see if that's going to be the way things go. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right on with that. I mean, I, I think with PlayStation trying to get Spartacus off the ground the way they are, I, it makes it seem like Game Pass is not really something they're toying with at the moment, mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I've got news-wise. All right. Um, is is now the question? <laughs> I think now is, uh, you know, last week we asked you. Yeah. A series well, those of- are, so let me see how if I can figure out a way to say this. So that was our news stories. Yeah. And so last week, mm-hmm. how does he say it? Every, is he, no, every week we ask you guys a question. Oh, yeah, last yeah. week was no different. There, oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Uh, this week it is a little different because I'm the one that's, at, and that's reading your answers. Yep. But the question was, and this is how our friend Gabe worded it on Twitter. Yo, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you have any gaming memorabilia slash collector things You've kept throughout the years. Mm. I'm going to start on Discord. Okay. Chris The Rock says a Nintendo copy of Final Fantasy One. Ooh, wow! Yeah, we've got Nathan Dugas. He says of all the gaming stuff I had, among the only things I never got rid of are my PlayStation consoles, including the original PS One I got in 2000 when I was 13, and handhelds. Oh, wow! So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I actually have, I still have my PS2, my PS3, my PS4, and I have my Super Nintendo, but that's, that's it as far as the the consoles I still have. I didn't keep my, my PS1 was, 
in bad shape. It was in the like, I don't remember because you didn't have a PS1, right? Correct. Okay. Well, one thing that some of the PS1s kind of got notorious for having is they'd have this issue where the disc wouldn't read. And the way to get it to read is you would turn the PS1 upside down. Oh, really? And you would lay it on the, uh, yeah, well, like, because so it had like the little clamshell that you would hit the eject button or whatever, and that little clamshell would open up, and that's where you would grab the disc and pull it out or put in a new one. Right. But every now and then when it would run into this issue, and this was back in my days when I was playing a lot of Gran Turismo, I would have to turn it upside down, and then it would play the game before would the Would you keep would it upside black. down, or you just turn it upside down and then back right keep it. I would keep it upside down the whole time oh, I played. Wow. Okay. Now, I didn't do it every time I went to play a game, but if I was playing a game like for a long time, it mm -hmm. might start blacking out the screen and I'd have to flip it over and then it would start working again. Oh, that's so funny. So, yeah, it was really, really weird. Um, Wozni, he says, if it's a collector's item, it would definitely be my Dovakin statue. Am I saying that right? Dovakin statue? See attached. He's got a picture of his Dovakin statue. It looks like a wooden statue. It, does cool. Dovakin look like a, a a hunter? What's Dovakin look like? He looks kind of like a like a Viking in a way. He's got this helmet with some horns on it, and he's got some kind of weapon next to him. Hmm. I'm not really sure. It looks like a dagger. It looks like. Oh, you know what? It says down here at the bottom. It's from Skyrim. Should have uh, known that. I thought I, maybe, maybe he misspelled the Viking. I mean, that wouldn't be surprising. A dude kind of looks like a Viking. You know what? I think it's that guy that's always on all the artwork. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. There's people yelling at me right now. Yeah. I didn't play Skyrim. I'm one of those people that, like, it was, I didn't have it on my PS3, and by the time I went to the PS4, even though it was on everything, I was like, yeah, that game looks old. I don't want to try that game. Yeah. So I just never played it. Um, let's see. Moving on. Rolio, he said, I have way more old gaming stuff than I care to admit, especially to my wife. I'm most proud that I've held on to all of my consoles, not counting current gen. I have Atari 7600, NES, SNES, GameCube, Wii, Wii U, Game Boy, 3DS, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega 32X, Game Gear, PS1, PS2, PS3, 4, PSP, PS Vita, PS Vita what? TV, and the Xbox One S. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but oh well. <laughs> but oh well. Yeah, my wow. gosh. That that that's a lot. I mean, shoot. I I thought I kept a lot because my my PS2 and my my I did fire up my <sighs> SNES every now and then. I'll get it out and I'll, I'll fire it up. Yeah. But my PS2, I've not tried starting in years. Uh, yeah. And and my PS3, only when I'm wanting to play Metal Gear stuff, do I even fire that thing up. So wow. Wow. That is a man. I hope you have all of those displayed. Right. Because otherwise, I mean, if they're just sitting in a box in a they're closet somewhere, that's piled. just that's yeah, yeah that's just a, that's just a sad state of affairs. It's got under underneath like a rickety table. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mr. Gentleman, when I was a young boy, I ran across these little Mario stuffed animals at the store, including Mario, Luigi, Bowser, Donkey Kong, Wario, uh, Toad, and my mom went ahead and bought all of them for me right there, knowing how much I loved Mario. Wow. And they have been with me ever since. And he, he attached a little picture of them all. And, oh, yeah, they're cute. Little. I like oh, look that. At, look at the little Wario. That's so he's, nice. He's a, even being a little cute guy. He's, he's, That's in the Discord? Angry. People can yep, see that them? is in the Discord. All right, moving on to Twitter. Uh, let's see here. At MayhemMonkey underscore zero. My OG copy of Final Fantasy VII on the PS1 still has the game manual and everything. Wow. Nice. Uh, let's see here. 
Donald Russell Jr. on Twitter. He says, I have this very old unofficial Pokemon strategy guide. It had some, some drawings on the front that had a trainer with a Pokemon that isn't even a real Pokemon. My parents got it for me as a kid, and I've kept it ever since. Wow. Nice. Yeah. All right, at zero skill one, uh, I kept my MGS collectibles since I got them in high school. Meryl and Snake, as well as Psychomantis Optic Camouflage Edition, still sealed. I also have another uh, open. I also have another open standard Psychomantis, as well as the Ninja. Oh, and he's got the uh, the original uh, case for the metal, for Metal Gear as well. He added these pictures on Twitter. You know, these action figures are ones that I I don't have. And I've actually thought many times because they will pop up on eBay occasionally, and they're they're really not yeah. too outrageously priced. I've definitely wanted to to hunt some of these down at some point, but it's not something that I've done yet. Especially that Psycho Mantis one, man. So, wow. Uh, let's see here. Zebekill is that how you say uh, at Zebekill? I think that's how you say his name. He okay. says sealed Fallout Four, Pip Boy, sealed Halo Three. Uh. Do not stock. I don't know what that means. Sealed. So let's, let me read this again. Sealed Fallout 4 Pip-Boy. So that I remember a couple years ago uh, when that Pip-Boy came out. I know a couple of people that got it. And they, everybody I know opened theirs up. So the fact that you were you had enough uh, wherewithal to keep your sealed, I'm sure that's going to be worth a pretty penny in a certain point in time. Right. And then Halo 3. I don't know what this means. Do not stock. I'm sure that was a typo, but that's what it says. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Moving on. Oh, um, Chules on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Let me see. It says at the Chules, uh, Corvo mask from the Dishonored Two Collector's Edition. Ooh, nice. You know, uh, and actually in the picture right here, he's got a picture of his Corvo mask. Also, right next to it is a box of Lucio O's. Hey, so, hey what? That's a, yeah, that's a good thing too. Ed and I both have a box of Lucio. Yeah, O's. I do. Um, so I, you, you know, Ed, I, I was not really a big fan of the Dishonored games, but I really liked this mask. I almost bought the collector's edition so I could have this mask, even though really? I liked the game. Yeah. And, and mainly because, um, it was one of those things where after the game had been out a while, I was at a Best Buy and I saw they had one and it was marked down because the game had released like months ago Oh and, wow. I, and I was shocked that they even had, it, and I almost bought it just so I could have this. But I was like, even though it looks cool. Am I really going to put this on my shelf back there when I've been like, I don't like this game. So I felt like I'd be such a poser. So I just decided not to do it. But wow. uh, I did want to, I did think that that mask was really, really cool. I'm looking at the discord now, Chris, and that pic, that, that statue of Dovakin, you mm -hmm. didn't mention. It's like as tall as his window. Oh yeah. I guess I should have. It's not like I a desktop. Yeah, no, this it's, it's massive. He's got a bookshelf behind it and the guy towers over the bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a big wow. it's a big statue, and it looks and I'm sure it's not, but it almost looks like it's wooden, like it's carved out of wood. It, right, it does, right. That thing looks heavy. That's all I can yeah. say. It's a it's a massive thing. That's crazy. So that is all for the question or for the answer of the week. We thank you guys for for mm -hmm. writing back and and interacting with us. That's really really cool, and we do appreciate it. And we appreciate you. Um, let's see. Uh, well, next would be. We just go to questions, right? Uh, no, uh, we go to uh, Chris. No. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so, uh, Eduardo. <laughs> no, I said Chris. No, I'm the one saying the things. So you have to do it. 
I'm driving this train. <laughs> rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave a rating and a, 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 a star number. And uh, um, maybe uh, if you do, we'll have at least three of us next week. Hey, there we go. <laughs> no promises. But which one are we going to allow back in? Who exactly. knows? Tune in exactly. to find out kind of thing. <laughs> All right. So uh, next is... Well, let's get into some questions! So Tim Router has like one job, and it's to post a thing saying, we're recording tonight, post your questions. And he didn't. So nobody asks us a question except for two people. <laughs> <laughs> to be at least a little, little bit fair, but I'm no. not, this is a very, very little amount. He was probably on a, uh, on like a, actually, was he driving to Florida? So he's probably really driving for most of the day. But probably still, was. He but still, knew we were going to record this week. Exactly. He, he should have had it in the bank, like just ready to go. Yeah. You know, maybe even use a, I don't know, like a digital service where you can preload it and then queue it and it'll just go out automatically. They have those? They have those. Oh, I didn't know. Yes, we're going to have to. Maybe we should use one. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, over on the Discord, uh, Small Genie 549 says, Going into the new year, I don't think anybody would have imagined Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard or Sony mm. buying Bungie. What are your bold, off-the-wall video game predictions for 2022? Okay, I was actually thinking about this the other day because I was just like him. Never would have thought Microsoft was going to buy Activision. Yeah. And the Bungie Destiny thing isn't as anywhere near as shocking as the Activision one, but right. it's still not something I would have predicted. Mm -hmm. uh, and mainly because, not because I, uh, Sony would have interest in Bungie, but Bungie, you know, used to be part of Microsoft Studios. Yeah. And my understanding is they had to really fight to get themselves to be removed and become, to gain their independence again. Yes. So once they had their independence, I... You, I don't think you could have convinced me that they were going to then sign with someone else yet again and go back, even though yeah. this deal with Sony seems to be very like fa much more favorable because they're basically staying as independent and everything like that. But I just would have never thought that, that Bungie would want to be in any way, shape or form kind of under someone else's like ownership ever again. Didn't they so kind that, of say that at the time? Like we will never do that again. I feel like they did say that. So, you know, that being said, now that I'm, we're talking about this out loud, Bungie's probably just as shocking as Activision, just in, for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So anyways, back to the, the question. I was actually lying in bed the other night thinking about, not this question, but I was just thinking about this, the state of the way and where things are going to go. Because you, you, we've heard some murmurings that, yes, you should expect more stuff coming down the pipe. So it's like, okay, if we know more things are coming, I started thinking, what's one of the craziest things that could happen? Uh-huh. And I feel like the, the, the safe like prediction would be like, oh, whether it's Microsoft or it's Sony, somebody's going to buy, going to buy um, Take-Two and so that they can get Rockstar and everything. I feel like that's the big one still left to get that that's really going to make a huge splash. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to go that route. I'm okay. almost wondering if Sony, and I don't know what it would cost, so I don't know that they could afford it, but if Sony would either buy or potentially merge with Epic. Ooh. Because they already have a stake in the company. 
Yeah. They've been buddy-buddy for a long time. And if Sony, again, I don't know what Epic would cost, and I don't know if Sony could afford them whatever they cost. But let's just say that they could afford them, and they did buy Epic. Now, PlayStation owns Fortnite, which is arguably the biggest multiplayer game in the world. And they own Unreal Engine, which is used by almost oh, everybody. that's right. On top of, you know, the, the, cause you know that they're getting in, they're going more and more and they've said as much that they're dabbling out more and more on the PC world. And that would also give them a storefront and a launcher with Epic Game Store. Mm. And even though there's a lot of people that complain and say like, I don't like the Epic launcher and blah, blah, blah. And they all get there, you know, they whine about, you know, why can't it just be on Steam and all this other stuff. I don't think that for the most part, it's really that big of a deal. I mean, I, I think that if there's games over there that you want to play and if there's Sony first party games like God of War and things and they're only on the Epic Game Store or the PlayStation Epic Game Store, whatever it ended up being called, if this deal happened. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. That feels like that makes a lot of sense. But again, I don't know that they could have if they had the money to purchase Epic. So I still think even if a purchase can't happen, it would not shock me if there's some type of Man, we got to team up to go to bat against this behemoth that is Microsoft, and they kind of merge or, or it, some kind of really strong partnership, if not like a all-out merger. I don't know. Either a purchase or a merger. I feel like that's something that would be, that would almost be as big or bigger in terms of shock value than the Activision Blizzard thing, I think. I'm going to go super bold and off the wall and try okay. to outshock you, Chris. Okay, do and it. say that Epic will indeed be purchased, but they will be purchased by Apple. That would not shock me either, except for the fact that <laughs> just from the standpoint of Apple could do it in terms of they have the money. Right, right. right. But that, could you imagine? There's if they did do that, there's no way Tim Sweeney stays on. He's he's bouncing. That would be he hilarious. If Apple's it like, look, if you're hilarious. not going to behave, we're just going to buy you. Yeah, that would be. Oh my gosh! But you know, in a, in a outside of their obviously contentious relationship with with Tim and and the Tims, I guess you could say Tim Cook and Tim Sweeney. In a lot of ways, that would make a lot of sense for Apple because they don't have any other than their mobile side. They that, have no yeah. gaming presence and they're about to get, be in a position where they can't do anything because it's not like they can then start to go out and buy studios because they're going to be owned by everybody. Right. I mean, they could in the sense that like like Microsoft, they've got all the money in the world, so they absolutely could. But yeah. who's going to sell to them? So it, it's like, shoot, man. Both they, of those, honestly, I could would make sense. From a certain standpoint, if you look at it, I think the more practical one or the one that would be more likely <laughs> to happen is probably the Sony and, and Epic one. Right, right. Just because of the bad blood between exactly. Epic and Apple. But man, yeah, those would yeah. both be insane, insane moves. Uh, Holy Headshot uh, says, ever since Meat Loves Passing, I've fired up his albums again. There's something magical about his vocals. Mm -hmm. They could be incredibly deep and childishly funny all at the same time. I'd love to hear of a song or album that you have deep connections with from youth, but maybe shelved for a while, only to dust it off and have those memories come flooding back. Um, the only one that I can think of off the top of my head, and I think I've mentioned this band before on the show, um, but when I was in high school, um, a buddy of mine had, uh, he had a, a convertible a convertible mm -hmm. Mustang. 
and he loved to drive. And so what he would do is he would come and pick me up and we'd pick up a couple of our buddies and we would just go drive through like downtown Dallas and like go all over the place and he would just have the top down and we would always have like a different kind of soundtrack for the evening, if you will. Mm -hmm. And this one night we went and stopped by a record store that also happened to sell D CDs, but they, we went by this record store and a buddy of mine is like, oh, I heard about this, this band. I'm going to see if they have the CD because this record store was known for having kind of like off the wall groups and stuff, CDs you couldn't find anywhere else. Yeah. And he grabbed the CD and, and we, he was like, yep, they have it. And so he bought it and he throws it in the CD player and we listened to the entire CD all night. And like, we probably went through the whole CD two or three times while we were driving around throughout the city with the top down and just, you know, being crazy teenagers and having a great time. Yeah. And that band was called Brand Van 3000. And that Brand CD, Brand Van 3000, they're a Canadian band. And that CD, I mean, I, I'm everybody, most people know I'm really into Metallica. I'm really into mm -hmm. rock music. And that was kind of like, that was probably the genre I listened to the most, the most in my youth. But that CD of Brand Van 3000, their, their first album, I feel like is the soundtrack of my high school time. Wow. Because anytime I would drive, I, I, could, I can put in that CD and I'm instantly transported back to my buddy's convertible and we're driving around and we're just feeling the cool air and listening to this awesome music and saying hi to friends and all those kinds of stuff. And so I don't listen to that, those albums a ton, but every now and then I'll dust them off or actually nowadays I'm streaming them. So I'm not really dusting off anything, but right. you know, I'll, I'll bust them out and I'll listen to them and oh, it's just so, so good. That's awesome. Every once in a while, I will ask my uh, Amazon device Mm -hmm. to play the album Kick by NXS. And oh, yeah. that's one for me that will instantly just transport me back. And uh, that, was a good, that was a good album. I like that one. Yeah. Did, did you ever watch, this is a weird, crazy side note, but do you remember, didn't they have like a, a reality show where they were like trying to get a new member for their band like they a number did of years back? Because, uh, I, the, like a new the singer, singer I think Michael Hutchins uh, committed suicide. And then... A couple of years later, yeah, they had this reality series trying to look yes. for it. And I thought it was really a really weird premise considering how the lead singer left. Mm -hmm. It just felt really weird. I never watched it, but I do remember I, I that. I feel like I watched some of the episodes. I don't remember if I watched it all the way to like to see who ended up winning. But yeah. I do remember that because it was hosted by the guy with all the tattoos and the crazy eye makeup. And, oh, shoot. He was in like Red Hot Chili Peppers at one point Flea? in time. And no, not Flea. He was, on, he was in Jane's Addiction. What is the guy's name? Oh my gosh, it's driving me The insane. eye makeup and the crazy tattoos? Well, he did, it's, they're not crazy tattoos, but he just he had a bunch of them. Uh, and he would always wear like eyeliner. He was like really pretty, but like he was a rock star guy. Like he, the guy he from had the always cure? Had like, no, not him. Not him. Doggone What's it. That guy's there's, name? Somebody, there's somebody screaming right now. Um, but he wasn't in in excess. No, he was he was like the host of that that show. Dave Navarro. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So he hosted that reality show. Oh, I didn't uh, realize that. That's that, funny. That, that was the NSX or NXS when they were trying to find uh, the new singer or whatever. That's funny. Okay, I remember seeing him like, oh, what's the show? And then I don't think I ever watched more than like an episode or two. And I so I, I don't know who won or if anybody did. I'm assuming I never heard did. from him since. So it must have gone over great. Yeah, because they don't seem like they're still around. You don't know, hear right? about whoever that singer was that they got. <laughs> well, Ed, we, uh, yes. we we kept the tape 
stuck on, and, uh, and I did. think now we we can we can put this we can oh, put wait, this down, Chris, and we can take the tape off. What? We do? Do you have a question of the week for for? Oh, uh, I, I I mean, do do you? No. <laughs> Dang it! All right, what's all, what's one of those ones that Gabe said before? He's like, no, nah, this one sucks. I'm not going to do that, and then we could have done that one. Um, um, question of the week. Okay, you know what? Uh, how about um, every? We were all looking forward to February. February is going to be a huge month for releases yeah. and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. just basically, how's February going so far? Yes, I like that. <laughs> is that good? How is fe- my February is going great because I got to play Sifu early and I didn't think that I paid for it. See, there you go. My February <laughs> is going great because I'm I liked Sifu and I'm loving Dying Light too. There you go. And by next week, we'll be liking, or at least next Friday, we'll be liking Horizon Zero, or Horizon Forbidden West. At least I hope so. Fingers yeah, crossed. Will. Yes. Gosh, I'm going to be so bummed out if I don't like that game for some crazy don't reason. Don't even think like that, then. I know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. <laughs> I just like to prepare my brain so that if disappointment happens, I can be like, well, you know, I'm cool. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I am Chris McCracken. That is Ed Placencia. I don't know where Router, Tim Router is. He's somewhere out in Florida. And mm-hmm. then Gabe Patillo, God bless the man. He's on a bus somewhere out in middle America. <laughs> and we, wait, how, what's, how, do you, how does he go? Yeah, I uh, think yeah, that's right. We are married to the games. We are, okay. And we are married to the games. And we are up out this thing. Bam!